up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Steve Wright. I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Doing pretty good, Steve. How are you, my friend? Uh, pretty good. Ready to uh, ready to get week one going, you know? It, it kind of... It snuck up on me, I think. I don't know. Probably because I was planning all the wedding stuff. But <laughs> it snuck up on me, at least. How about you? Yeah, it always always does seem to sneak up. Um, got a couple more drafts here. One keeper draft tonight and then a super flex draft tomorrow. So still kind of in that draft mindset. But uh, we'll flip pretty quickly here uh, in two days as we're recording here on a Tuesday. As we have football almost 48 hours away from now, man. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're close, man. We are close. First game is, uh, what, Dallas-Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, should be a good game. I mean, I think think it's in Tampa. Uh, You know, Dak's probably still kind of getting his feet under him, so I assume Tampa's the favorite. But, you know, that offense and Dallas can definitely score some points. So could be in for an exciting game. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, could be just another th- weird Thursday game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so the uh, first game, I feel like, does tend to be a little better from a fantasy perspective. Uh, and probably because of the preparation time that they get there. But the, th- the additional Thursday games uh, do tend to be a little wacky at times. And a lot of it is just lack of prep. Most teams are playing on a Sunday and then have to play again on a Thursday. But hopefully this one, good teams and uh, a lot of preparation time amounts for some exciting, exciting action and, and some fantasy points. Yeah, it's all, it, it, the, the potential is definitely there. It's not, you know, not one of those matchups where you're looking. It's, you know, the Jets and whoever. It's just the Lions. And you're like, okay, this is a terrible first game to start the season on. So it should be good. Um, yeah. Of course, you know. Let's always get the Super Bowl champ there and, and a, another viable team. Yeah, of course, you know. Whether or not Dallas is viable is always up for debate. I feel like they're pegged to win the division year in and year out, and then they never do it. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we will see. Should be a fun game. Um, but today, uh, if you're newer to the show for this year, we do a, a waiver show um, every week, and then we do a start sit show. Obviously, not a lot to really talk about waiver wise um, this week, so we skipped that episode. Jumping right to the start sit questions, we. Tend to do a, a few quarterback, a few running back, a few wide receiver, and then maybe you know some tight end, some flex, something like that. And then we finish off, uh, finish off the show with some trade questions, both dynasty and redraft. So if you have those questions on a weekly basis, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Trust Your Board. Uh, we will try to get them into the doc. Will, do you have anything you want to touch on before we jump in? Um, no, nothing major. I know you and I have the Megala Bowl tomorrow, so we'll probably update everyone on that um i can maybe give just a brief update i had my home league draft um on sunday so i had the seven spot and lucked out that i had aaron jones fall to seven someone took barkley uh, a little earlier than you and i uh, have been kind of saying all year so out of the seven spot i was six running backs i liked and got got aaron jones at, at six i uh, got kelsey in the second round uh, running backs were going early and often, though. Out of the first two rounds, we had um, 16 of 20 players were running wow. back. So it was flying. Yeah, yeah only only Adams, Hill, Kelsey, and Diggs went. Um, and even the first pick of the third round was running back. And then there's a run of receivers. So turned out you know fairly well. I you know, got Brady and Lance as my quarterbacks in the 12th and 15th, respectively. 
Um, came away with just just Kelsey in the, the tight end position there in the second round. Um, the Chargers, actually, no, sorry, the Rams defense got in the sec- third to last round. So defenses uh, didn't start going until like the 14th or 15th, but uh, a couple teams, I guess, were looking at some other teams. So pretty happy to get the Rams there. I usually don't get top defenses. Um, Tampa's kicker, I like to pair kicker and quarterback if possible, especially on a good offense with Brady. Uh, and then running backs, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, and James White. And then receivers, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Jerry Judy, Corey Davis, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, and Brian Edwards. So pretty balanced team. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, banking on hopefully, you know, getting a, a solid RB2 with Swift and, and some depth uh, with Mostert and Drew Gordon. But I'm not, not too disappointed in my receiving core considering didn't start until the fourth round and didn't get my third one until the eighth round. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I think you did pretty good for yourself. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, and, and we look at the league and this has been this is our 16th year. So literally everyone is, is pretty well established. Um, so pretty, pretty balanced league overall. Um, but yeah, excited to have a couple more drafts here. Um, but I think today we've got We'll start Sid action to to talk through and go over um, what options. Oh, some breaking news here, actually, Steve. Looks like the Saints are releasing Latavius Murray. Wait, for real? Yeah, Adam Schefter just tweeted it out. <laughs> oh no, that's not good. Did you just pick him up? I'm pretty. Didn't like draft him in our league. Oh man. Oh, let me. No, I know. I know he was available in a lot of leagues. Damn it, um, I, I did. Think a lot of people were <laughs> questioning, like you know, who to add, who to pick up. Um, take a look if, if, uh, Tony Jones, I believe is him or no, who's the, there's a, there's a running back that got some carries in the preseason for new Orleans. Yeah. I forget who it was, but I do know, uh, I do know Tony Jones might've been the Jacksonville one. Let me see. Man, that is just Apparently at three twenty-two, so just uh, like two hours ago, they re- he was reported that he made the roster. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. Man, that sucks. Um, yeah, Tony Jones, uh, New Orleans running back, backup. I think he's probably expected to be the uh, the backup running back. So if you have room on your roster, maybe you have an IR spot where you know you can stash someone. It could be uh, a good good pickup here. You know, we're not usually doing a pickup. Uh, pickup game or pickup episode this week, but Tony Jones could be an opportunity for some people. Oh yeah. And we'll see what Latavius goes. You know, um Baltimore tried out Levy on Bell, they tried out Freeman. I'm sure they'll bring in Latavius as they try to plug mm-hmm. all these holes they got. So Yeah, yeah, Latavius there's a lot of guys out there, girly still out there. So there'll probably be some bouncing around for sure. Cool. Well let's go ahead and uh jump into it. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's get started. Cool. So, starting off with the uh, quarterback position here, Will, uh, we had Zach Wilson at Carolina or Fitzmagic versus the Chargers. Who do you like? Yeah, so when I first read this, I thought it was, um, I just saw Wilson. I didn't even see the yeah, C. Wilson. Yeah, I, so I, just... I had to go fix that. That's, that's <laughs> going to have to remember that for now on. Yeah, I was pulling up the matchup and I was like, Wilson's not, Russ Wilson's not playing Carolina. He's playing somebody else. And I had it up there. So, Makes sense. Now it makes a little more sense why we're asking the questions. I think Russell will probably be locking him in, but he does have a tough matchup possibly in Indy. But regardless, um, here we're looking at Zach Wilson at Carolina or Fitzpatrick at home for the Chargers. 
Um, I think the Chargers are a better defense, but they do have some injury concerns, you know, whether it be recurring um, or, or current here. So I do think matchup wise, it favors Zach Wilson. Uh, it is a rookie on the road for his first game. So that's a little concerning. Uh, doesn't have the best set of weapons, whereas Fitz is a little more established in that uh, in the NFL. Obviously, going to be a first game with this team, but uh, a little more confident there. So I'll give a slight lean to Fitzpatrick because I just would rather start him here in a week one and, and want to see what Zach Wilson can do. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm not going to risk my week one on a rookie, uh, especially it's not going to be a rookie on the Jets. Um, no. You know, it'd be one thing to start, you know, Lawrence, who we'll get to because people have questions about Lawrence. Um, but I'm definitely not doing uh, Zach. I'll stick with uh, Fitzmagic. With that in mind, you know, I'm paying close attention to Zach. He had a good preseason and um, it, it'll be nice to see what he can do. So it'll be a nice test for him. It shouldn't be the most you know, difficult defense for him to play against. So I'm interested to watch him, but there's no way I'm starting him. No. Well, we're in line there. We'll see how we are here. The second one, Matt Ryan at home for the Eagles and Trevor Lawrence on the road in Houston. Yeah. So another rookie. Um, this one's a little more tempting because we know that Houston team is bad. <laughs> very, mm-hmm. very bad. Um, but I... I Still think I'm probably taking the conservative route and going with Matt Ryan. He should be fine. Um, I guess, you know, if you wanted to make an upside play, I guess in theory, Lawrence has more upside than Ryan. Because um, A, we just don't know what's what he's going to look like. And B, he's got just a fantastic matchup against Houston. So he might have better upside, but I don't, you know, it's the same thing as Wilson. You know, I'm more confident in him. I just, I really don't want to roll the dice on a rookie. So I'll go with Matt Ryan. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm right there with you as well. Um, this one possibly a little closer just because Houston seems like it's going to be a really bad team. And Trevor Lawrence seems like a little more, um, less more established than Wilson, uh, Wilson just, you know, from a, playing in big games standpoint, you know, playing in multiple uh, playoffs, national champion there in college, and just playing against top competition more often, more, you know, better weapons around him, but I would still go with the established Matt Ryan and what I think could be a shootout. I think the Eagles defense is going to be better than people think, but I still think there's a good chance this is going to be a shootout with the Falcons defense not looking so good coming into the season. So, I will go with Matt Ryan here. Okay. And our last quarterback question here, we got Kirk Cousins at Cincinnati or Sam Darnold versus the Jets. Who do you want? Yeah, this one is pretty tough. Um, New offense here for Sam Darnold with Carolina. He's got a lot of weapons around him. Uh, We're not sure what that Jets defense is going to look like, but you'd imagine it's going to be better. Robert Sala at the helm, um, even if it's just kind of a early on boost uh, of, of a new head coach. So I, I, you know, a little, I lean a little more on the cousin side, uh, even though it's on the road, since he's not a great defense, probably in the bottom 10. And you've got established weapons there with Thielen and with Jefferson and Cook. I think overall, you know, Cincinnati may be able to put up some yards, some numbers. And Minnesota's defense is set to be better this year. Um, but I, I just trust Cousins here to start. We'll see. I have high hopes for Darnold. I like a lot of the weapons there in Carolina, but 
I'll take usually here. I'll take more of the you know sure thing or sure volume uh, plays here in week one. I am with you in that in that logic. Um, I feel like Cousins is the correct play, but I'm going to call my shot and I'm going to actually pick Darnold. Um, yeah, I I don't like buying into the revenge game narrative that often. But I feel like Darnold's been through so much shit with the Jets and the Gase really and everything. Has. Like I feel like it is, you know, a game he's probably got marked on the calendar. I wish it was like halfway in the season that it was happening and not the first game, so he'd be a little bit more established. But uh, I don't know, you know. Like you said, both defenses are bad. You know, Cousins obviously has got a much bigger track record, um, and you're going to trust him more. But I'm going to take the shot on Darnold. I don't, I don't know. Just a feeling. We'll see how it turns out. We'll have to remember this one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely can't hurt to take a shot there. Um, let's see. Next up here, we're looking at running backs. And we have a full PPR Kareem Hunt in Kansas City or Damian Harris at home versus Miami. This is another one I think I'm going to surprise people with and, and call another shot. I'm going with Damian Harris on this one. I think Hunt feels like the easy pick it's ppr it's against kansas city there's gonna be a lot of points scored yada 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 but i don't know if that's actually gonna be the case um the browns defense is you know very good um it's the first week they've had plenty of time to to scout the chiefs so i I don't know i could see that game end up being like a just a surprise low scoring game um and i don't think that is in Hunt's favor. And meanwhile, I think Damian Harris is going to get tons of usage with, you know, Mac Jones being back there. I think he's going to, he's a big benefactor of that switch from Cam. And I think he's just going to have a good week against, you know, what'll probably just be like an average defense or something in Miami. So uh, another shot being called on my part, I think, I think this is a bold uh, decision. I'm going with Damian Harris. How about you? Yeah, it might be surprising, but I'm going to go with Harris as well. I'm a little more worried about, the Miami defense, they do have a good defense coming back from last year. And I think most of the team um, is the same. You got Byron Jones coming into the second year there. He had a down year, but he should be better. Uh, their top corner, Xavier Howard, is back. So I am a little worried about Miami's defense, but being at home in New England, you got the home crowd behind you, rookie quarterback. So I think Harris is going to get the volume, which is going to be key here. I think both are going to be you know quality flexes possibly every two if you went heavy elsewhere um but i think it's it's more just the volume of of Naj or uh, Najee harris of damian harris versus miami okay and our, our first pick two of the season ppr jonathan taylor versus the seahawks miles sanders at atlanta or chase edmonds at tennessee um so locking in uh JT, it's pretty easy. In week one, I'm always proponent of starter studs. I I, I know some matchups could be scarier than others, but we don't know. A lot of these teams are very different than last year uh, defensively. Um, Even if you have the same roster, a lot of things can change throughout the summer. So I'm always going to start your studs. You drafted Jonathan Taylor in the first round. You can't sit him here in week one. Um, And... It's definitely closer than it has been in the past, Edmonds and, and Sanders. I think, you know, last year it would have been easy to start Miles Sanders. I still am going to go with Sanders here in what I think is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, there is some worry about the pass catching for him, but 
I think it's more recent memory. Um, last year, he didn't catch the ball well, but ran really well. His rookie season, he, you know, one of the knocks coming out of college was, can he be a consistent pass catcher? And he was an excellent pass catcher his rookie year, but didn't run the ball super well. So I think, you know, there's a chance here he could put it all together and really be a three down back. Not guaranteed at all, but I will, you know, take the the gamble here in week one, if you will. I don't think it's really a gamble. This is a guy that I think a lot of people are going to be flexing and, and you know looking at as their RB2 possibly if you went receiver, tight end uh, you know, in the first few rounds. So I will take Taylor and Sanders here. What about you? Yeah, same. I, I don't. To me, picking Chase feels like making, you know, it's just you're being cute. And I, I don't think you need to be cute right now. I mean, like you said, Jonathan Taylor's locked in. Um, he might have, well, he's, he probably doesn't have the most difficult matchup here. Tennessee's defense is pretty good. Well, I mean, who knows? You know, uh, it's yeah, hard to say. We, we can kind of go off of what we think right now. But yeah, yeah. a lot of these defenses, yeah, who knows? It, it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, you start your studs, you're definitely starting Jonathan Taylor. Um, Miles Sanders was drafted high enough to still be in that stud category for me, and he's got a pretty good matchup. I- I'm interested to see what he does with you know Hertz having a you know a full off season preparing to be a starter. Um, what that does for that offense. So I will go with uh, Taylor and Sanders pretty easily here. I'm just not ready to roll the dice on Edmonds. All right. Next we have a half PPR: Miles Gaskin in New England or Melvin Gordon in New York versus the Giants. This one is. To me, probably the most difficult one we've got so far. Um, Gaskin at New England, you know, the guy that most people think is going to be the starter. And, and in, well, I mean, he's definitely the starter, but, you know, the the lion's share guy, um, you know, there's there's some concerns about a timeshare, but, you know, we don't know. You know, that could just be offseason stuff. Um, but, you know, looks to be the guy there in Miami. And then you have Melvin Gordon, timeshare to some degree, you got to imagine with uh, Javante Williams, but he's got the easier matchup. I think I'm going to go with that easier matchup and go with Melvin Gordon. I can't see Javante getting the majority of the carries in week one. I I'd imagine it's going to be a slow transition over the year. Um, but yeah, for week one, I, I just, I don't want to play games with a new England defense. That's going to be better because we're getting a lot of people back off that COVID list. Um, so yeah, I will go with Gordon here, but it is close. Yeah, I'm actually there with you as well. I think this is one of the closer ones we've seen. Gaskin, you know, is definitely going to probably have more of the volume. Um, this could be one of the higher volume games for Melvin, barring injury, as I think the rookie will continue to gain carries there with him and could be more of a split. Um, but the matchup, I think, definitely plays in Melvin's favor. The Giants defense, I think they would be better than last year, but I don't think they're going to be on New England's level and, and the environment that you get there going up to New England against Belichick, getting a lot of players back on that New England defense this year. That could be, you know, sneaky, really top five defense. And maybe not even sneaky because they were pretty good last year, but I think they're going to be markedly better this year as well. So I I am a little worried about Daniel Gaskin. I know he's smaller. Uh, I know it's listening to another podcast. And they're just kind of talking about him, how, you know, his comp, you know, has really been size-wise um, Austin Eckler, who is a dynamic player and, and is the lead back there. But I don't, I think you've seen it in, in um, LA that they don't want to give him all the carries to keep him healthy. 
they're going to work people in. Well, Miami seems to you know be saying Gaskins the guy. I do think they are going to work out the people in. So I mean, if he can get to that eighteen to twenty touches a game, he's going to keep the value he had last year. Uh, but I, I will take Melvin here, who I think you know is on line for at least ten to fifteen touches. And if he can kind of get above that, and, and they can be touch for touch there, I think he's got the better matchup here. Okay, and on to our, our wide receiver section here. Well, we got uh, Debo Samuel at Detroit, Robbie Anderson versus Jets, and Rondell Moore at Tennessee. Just pick him one. Pick him one. This one's tough. I mean, I'll, I'll rule out Rondell Moore. I'm excited to see him play, um, but rookie first year against kind of two established options that I think a lot of people are really excited to have as their like third or flex option. So. Rondale, I'll, I'll roll out right away. This is tight here for me. I probably lean Debo just because of the matchup against Detroit. Um, Detroit does have, I did think they did draft a, a pretty big corner, I think, two years ago. Um, so, you know, definitely, you know, I think maybe not a horrible defense, but I don't think they're going to be uh, the level that I could see the Jets being this year. Um, Robbie, new quarterback. So I, I think it's just a little more uncertainty there in Carolina. I'd start Robbie in a lot of positions, but I think I would lean Debo here. But it's very close. And these are two guys that I both would not mind starting in the flex or even your third receiver. Yes, I agree. Um, on all, you know, more, I'm removing him immediately. Um, I don't think you'll probably be able to play him all year, but I'm definitely not playing in week one. Um, Debo, Robbie, both very interesting. Uh, both have really good matchups. You know, De- Debo is... I was about to say Debo has more history with his quarterback, but it's not exactly true, is it? Um, but I will, you know, Debo, Jimmy G, both well, you know, they, they've worked plenty together. They both know the schemes. You know, Robbie and Darnold worked together a couple of years ago. Darnold's knew the offense. I'm going to use that as my tiebreaker. I'll go with Debo here. All right. So next up, we've got a half point PPR. Jerry Judy in New York against the Giants or Louis Chanel in Houston against the Texans. This is a fun one. Two uh second year upside guys. Um you know Houston be a terrible defense, Giants being what are they like middle of the pack, I think. I think they were pretty bad last year, but they did big, make some signings and, and add some players. So I think they probably should be closer to the middle of the pack, probably you know top of the bottom half so maybe somewhere between like 16 and 20 yeah that's fair so not a good defense you know not the worst like houston's gonna be but uh not too bad i think i'm gonna go with judy i'm interested to see you know his chemistry with uh teddy and and just how things are gonna play out there Uh, plus i think you know the giants offense is probably gonna be more formidable and could put up some points against denver i'm not i don't have that same confidence in houston um and you know teddy's nothing to be you know wowed about but you know you still got a rookie quarterback throwing the ball for Chenault you know he's highly regarded but it is his first game in the NFL his first real game in the NFL you you don't know what it's going to look like so I will go with Judy Um, it is close um, but I think we've seen more from him I I just trust him in the quarterback situation a little bit more yeah I'm right there with you Uh, I think Judy's play here both are like you said two Second year guys that a lot of people are hoping that we get a breakout from. Um, I I think getting Teddy starting in, in Denver is going to help Judy out. He's a really good close to the line of scrimmage guy. Um, can make you know quick catch and, and turn it in, you know, break a tackle and, and make a big gain. 
so I think Teddy's going to spread the ball around, and, and he is really good at the shorter intermediate routes where Teddy, I think, will thrive with him. Whereas LaVisca, I think he's you know going to be used all over the field. Um, could be a gadget player as well as you know working on the field um, and, and going against Houston. You know, who knows? It's obviously not supposed to be a great defense, but I could also see this being the James Robinson show, whereas you don't, you know, you can ease Trevor Lawrence in in his first game because he can maybe get up early with a touchdown or two and, and then really just work James Robinson the rest of the game uh, to try to salt that game away because I don't imagine Houston's going to be able to score too many points here. Uh, agreed. And our last wide receiver one half point PPR here, we got Hollywood Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown, I guess we should say, at Vegas and Devonta Smith at Atlanta. Yeah, this one's tough because I think we're preaching, you know, we want to see what the rookies can do before starting them here. Um, but I mean, you have a, a low passing volume with Hollywood um, and Mark Andrews is going to get the lion chair. Now, with some injuries to Bateman, and did they have another receiver that's injured as well? <coughs> uh, I don't think so i think sammy is healthy um boykin might be hurt not that he yeah yeah who yeah Yeah. maybe that's what it was but i mean this is a a run heavy offense but they did lose two running backs as well so i don't really know what to make of hollywood i I don't think i want to start him but you know in a certain situation maybe have to whereas smith i mean i saw him a little more this year Eagles training camp and the preseason games and he looked really good in, in the opportunities he had. Didn't get to play with with um, Dylan Hurts too often in games. He, he was you know, Hurts only only really played a series. Um, but Devontae Smith looked really good, and I think he's going to be the number one target here. Possibly Zach Hurts to start the year since he's back and ready. But uh, I think Devontae Smith has just a ton of upside here. So. I'll take Smith. Yeah, I'm with you. It's funny because, yeah, it is counter to what we've been saying, but you got to follow the volume sometimes, and and he should be getting plenty of volume. Um, Normally, I would go in there and say, well, you know, look at your opponent, look at the projections. If you need upside, take the upside shot on Hollywood uh, because, you know, he can just get a couple boom plays and, you know, make or break your week. But that's really hard to do in week one. You know, you can look, obviously, your sites have projections. You can utilize, utilize them, but. I mean, they're not going to, you know, you can argue whether they're accurate on any given week, but week one's definitely going to be hard to predict. So, you know, if you want, you can use your own, you know, logic and look at the teams and think, you know, I can win this. I'm going to go to safer route, Devontae Smith, or, you know, I look like I'm going to lose. I need some upside. Then I go with Hollywood, but, you know, in a vacuum, I'll go with Devonta. All right. So that wraps up our receivers here. We've got a couple uh, flex question and then a tight end question here. So. First off, we have a flex question where we're just picking one option. Mike Davis versus the Eagles, DJ Chark in Houston, and Jamal Williams at home for the Niners. Super easy. I don't even think there's a lot to say. Um, I'm not playing Chark. Uh, for all the reasons you know, I mentioned about Chanel, you don't know who the, you know, you don't know how Lawrence is gonna do. You don't know who's gonna be the primary target for Lawrence. Chark got beat up in the offseason, verbally, not physically, but verbally. Um, so I don't want to start him. Um, Jamal Williams, it, it seems like Swift's fine and he's going to be playing. Uh, even if he doesn't, I don't think I want to start Jamal Williams on the Lions against a 49ers defense. So I'll take Mike Davis pretty easily here. Yeah, I'm right in line with you. I mean, it, it seems like Swift's going to play. If he doesn't play, 
um, and you want to take a shot with Jamal because I think he could get some major target volume in, in that scenario going against the Niners and, and the game script that's going to be negative, but he's one that I think could catch a lot of passes. Um, but it seems like it looks like Swift's going to play, even if it's, you know, playing some, they split carries. So in that scenario, I'm definitely going to be going with Davis. Uh, you know, like I said, I think the Eagles even going to be better, but not great. So I think Davis is going to get the line share carries there for Atlanta. And uh, yeah, I'm just not ready to go with a a, uh, a passing weapon in in Jacksonville. And if I do call my shot, I think it's as long as he's healthy. Marvin one, Chenault two, and Chark three, and just my confidence level in, in the players for that team. So pretty easily, Mike Davis. Okay, and our last start sit. It's actually a tight end question, tight end premium league. Uh, would you rather start Fursker? Versus the Cardinals or uh, Hooper at Kansas City? Um, not obviously thrilled with either of them. I'll take Hooper because I know you laid out a scenario where the uh, the game is is low scoring, but it has just as a high scenario that this is a, a very high scoring shootout. So I would not be opposed to you know if you need to start a second tight end, throwing in Hooper there and hoping for a touchdown or a couple big plays in a game where they may both have to be thrown the ball at. Yeah, I think I end up on the opposite end of things. I just don't like or trust Hooper. I mean, it's coming back to last year when he moved from, you know, Atlanta to Cleveland and people are drafting him high and I just didn't see it. You know, he was a product of Atlanta. Um, now, if it is a high, high scoring game, then yeah, he's probably the one you would want, but I'll take Fursker here, um, especially, you know, tight end premium. You know, he's getting a little bit more points in a, in a PPR fashion. I think that probably fits Fursker better. I, I might be wrong, but I think it fits him better. Like you said, I don't like either of the options, but I will take, uh, I'll take Fursker over Hooper. And that's going to take care of our start sits. So we got some uh, trade questions to go over here, Will. We got two dynasty questions. First one, PPR. Would you rather have Elijah Moore and Melvin Gordon or Daryl Henderson and Marquise Calloway? Um, I think pretty easily the more Gordon side. Uh, I guess you can make an argument this year that Henderson's going to be pretty valuable being the only guy. But with Sony there, I, I don't know if that's the case. I think that could be just an even a split as Melvin and uh, and Williams. Whereas I would much rather have Elijah Moore than Marcus Callaway. I think Callaway is going to get some volume and he could be once again, more relevant the first couple weeks, but I think long-term career Elijah Moore is definitely kind of the, the, the best piece in this entire trade. Uh, and, and you're given a, a, an established running back in Melvin that I think has got at least one good year in Denver and then, you know, maybe he bounces to somewhere else to kind of be a, a good, nice timeshare with somebody um, or gets an opportunity in a, in a team that needs a running back next year. So I'll take that uh, that first side. Yep. Uh, pretty easily with you. Um, I, I could see it working on the other side. Elijah Moore doesn't turn into anything or Zach Wilson doesn't. And, you know, they both flounder. Melvin Gordon's kind of a one-year guy. And, you know, maybe Henderson has a really good year, just takes the role away from Akers. Um, but I don't see any of that happening. I'll take the Elijah Moore side pretty easily for everything you said. All right. Next up, you got a, another dynasty 12 team PPR, <clears throat> Mark Cooper for Devonta Smith and Marquez Callaway. 
This is also another one that's not close for me. I'll take Amari Cooper. You know, Devonta Smith is a good start to this trade, um, but I'm going to need something more than Callaway. You know, um, he's a good like redraft guy until Michael Thomas comes back, but maybe. And then after that, who knows what he's going to be? So I, I just need something better. I'd rather have a pick or you know something. Um, give me Amari Cooper. Yeah, I'll take Cooper in a vacuum. I mean, you could maybe make the argument like, hey, you've got four stud receivers that are all around that age, and you can afford to get rid of Cooper to get younger. And maybe you have like Tyreek, Keenan Allen, and Tyler Lockett, and Amari. And they say, okay, well, let me see if I can get a younger receiver here, and, and I'll trade Amari for Smith plus. And maybe it's Cowley, maybe it's second, or maybe you can get a first out of it. But I could see where you'd you'd have that argument, and if you're really high on Smith and you think that he is going to break out and you know turn into a Justin Jefferson level guy or you know any of the guys that broke out last year, you know if you want to call your shot, great. Uh, but I think you, yeah, you could probably get a little more back with Smith for Amari. Okay, now we're entering the world of redraft here. We got ten team PPR: Jonathan Taylor and Devonte Johnson, Deontay. Or Eckler and C.D. Lamb. Um, <clears throat> this one pretty easily going to go with Eckler and Lamb. I think you know redraft. I want to you know kind of shoot for the upside with the receiver there with Lamb, and I think Eckler's still going to give you a good baseline. Whereas you know Taylor obviously could be a top five guy, um, but with the uncertainty of the offense, I'm a little more worried about him. You know redraft wise, whereas Eckler I think is going to be you know a solid back-end RB1, maybe a high-end RB2, uh, and, and Lamb, you kind of have a shot at that wide, you know, top five wide receiver, wide receiver one level guy. Whereas Deontay, I think, is pretty just solid in that wide receiver two, maybe flex range. Yeah, I'm going to take the... Uh... Uh, it's, it's interesting. I will take the Eckler side, though. You know, I've, I've said a lot in the mocks. I was kind of down on Jonathan Taylor this year. Not, like, down, just not as high as everyone else has him. Um, and I do think I like Eckler a little bit more than him this year. And then, you know, Lamb, like you said, Deontay Johnson's going to be, a st- he should be a pretty steady guy all year round, but Lamb's got that upside. I'll take the upside shot. Um, especially in a, you know, a 10 team league when, you know, people like that can really differentiate your team when you have a big breakout. So yeah, I'll take the, uh, Lamb Eckler side there. Yeah. He actually, Eckler actually went at 10, uh, at the, the turn there and, uh, Taylor went at 13. So Eckler went ahead of Taylor in my draft on Sunday. Yeah, I'd do that. Next one here, redraft PPR. It's uh, three for three. So we're draft trading, made a big trade here. Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Tyler Boyd. Or Dak, Amari, and T. Higgins. It's an interesting trade. Um, I do think I like one side pretty easily. Um, but I, I think it's probably fair overall. If you're looking at Dak and Herbert, I think they're pretty much a wash. I would rather have Dak. Um, we've seen more from him. I trust him, you know, more than I do Herbert. So, uh, for me personally, it's Dak. It's probably a wash, uh, for most people, uh, Keenan and Amari, another one, it's probably a wash, but I I think leans Keenan a little bit. Um, probably doesn't have the same upside as Amari, but he's going to be a lot safer and he's still going to be in that wide receiver one category. Um, I don't, you know, we always say year in and year out, Amari's got the upside. I don't know if he has it anymore with Lamb and Gallup there, but he seems like he still still has it. Plus, you got the stack there. That's nice. And then Boyd and Higgins. It's easily Higgins for me. I don't think that's a uh, 
big debate. So I will take the the DAC side, um, and uh, I'll grab that stack too. I think that's pretty interesting. How about you? Where do you fall on this one? Yeah, it's interesting because it's two stacks and uh, and two Cincinnati receivers. So it's an interesting trade. I will go with the DAC side just barely. I think there's more volatility there. So like if you have you know more upside shots with the rest of your team and you want to get just more solid players with Herbert, Keenan, and Boyd, I'm definitely okay with that. Um, You know, just a lot of volatility. Jamar Chase, as he come in and, and, you know, take stuff away from Higgins, and and Boyd's just still that kind of underneath guy. You know, Amari has a lot more competition than Keenan does on that team, and Dak has a little bit more of the injury um, question mark there. I mean, you could, I guess, argue Herbert going into the second year maybe regresses a bit, but um, I think there's definitely a more volatility on the Dak side. Um, I'll still take that side in, in a vacuum, but it's it's definitely close. And our last one here, Will, uh, a quick one for one, 10-team half-point PPR. Your team has Travis Kelsey on it. Would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Stefan Dinks? I get the wanting to like differentiate a bit. Um, so, I mean, I'd be okay if you, you know, traded Tariq for Diggs, but I'll still take Hill, uh, in, in a vacuum. See, I think I am on the opposite side. Um, you're, I would rather differentiate a little bit. You're a Mahomes injury away from basically just losing your season. Um, so I would rather diversify a bit and add Diggs instead of Tyreek. But yeah, I mean, at, at the end, I don't think you would disagree. It's a fair trade straight up, right? Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Well, Will, how did it feel to get your first uh, start sit episode out of the way? Feels like we're almost here at football. It's crazy to think. Crazy to think. Yeah, fun time. So uh, that is going to wrap up the show, everyone. Tune in next week as we get back to the the waiver episode here and then uh, get your start sit questions over to us. But until then, trust your board.